In this episode, I give you my top five goals or motives for your antagonists or characters to implement in your games. Make sure to like, follow, and subscribe, whether you're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. And share this episode with a friend if you'd be so kind. My name is GM Smudge, and welcome to the SmudgeCast. What's up, everyone? I hope you are doing well wherever, whenever you're listening to this. I'm super excited to talk through goals and motives for your characters and mainly your antagonists. And where this comes from for me is that in D&D games and your stories, they can flop when two things happen within this realm. Number one, your characters or antagonists have a very ineffective or unclear or undecided goal for why and what they're doing. And number two, uh, it's so hard to improvise goals mid-game. And instead, we should plan our goals or the motives and improvise actions later in game. This is a huge mistake that took a while for me to learn because I was so focused on the players and not my antagonist or my enemies or my villains, whether or not is a sub-villain or the actual main BBEG. Um, the playing D&D as a GM, I was always looking through the lens of the player, how they're going to decide what or how to interact with the world, making sure the characters had strong goals and knew what to focus on for the story. And once, you know, it came to actually engaging and intervening or fighting or uh, talking with the villains or the antagonists themselves, the whole why question always stumped me of like, why why is my villain doing what they're actually doing? I, I, I don't I actually don't know. It's a, it's a really good question. It dawned on me that it, if I just focused more on the why for my antagonists, right, what their goals were, I could improv their actions and it actually feel like things made sense for the players who honestly, in the end of it all, their goals may or may not even come up during the story, right? So not saying like your character shouldn't have goals. I'm not really saying that. I, I, I for sure feel the opposite. I'm just saying for me as a GM and what I was focusing on, I need to be set on focusing on my villains or my antagonists before the game even begins, whether or not my player's motives or goals are good or not before the game starts, right? Uh, obviously, it's really important to get all of that set up for your villains and your characters. But for me, I was just focusing on really my characters and my players when uh, flip it, it should be me and uh, the antagonist for sure. And truth be told, improv in and of itself, it's already tricky, right? It's already tricky for a lot of people if they didn't have a background in improv and it takes quick wittedness, uh, awareness of what's happening. And for good improv, you actually have to have certain aspects to lean on to support whatever actions you end up taking when you improv, you know, there'll be more episodes on this, but overall with an improv in D&D, you got you to know your goal, you need to know, you know, the why ahead of time, which allows you to focus on the actionables, which makes it easier to role play and then justify why you did what you did later. So improv is going to happen as a player and GM, and, and you can't know the quote unquote answer to every question, which you shouldn't because in real life you don't, but you do know what you want and why you want it. So I actually really quick, I wanna give you my list of questions I ask myself before starting a campaign. And then as we continue making sure, you know, everything lines up correctly with those goals. So really quick, hammering this out. What do they want? Why do they want it? 
what or who's in the way of getting it, and why does it matter? Now, I purposefully left out the how, like how is this goal actually going to play out? Because sometimes that's what's needing to be improvised, depending on what the characters do in the face of what your antagonist goals are, or as a player, how the story is unfolding, which is what you know, the foundation of character development is. So it's it's much easier improvising and justifying the actions of someone later than it is to improvise the goals because unlike protagonists, antagonists, uh, they typically don't obtain a transformation or a realization within their development. And and I mean this with in D&D specifically. In D&D stories, your antagonist isn't the main character, right? in and of itself and their de- uh, their their development isn't the primary focus their goals are typically consistent unchanging uh, and locked in which is what you should really have for your D&D games for the sake of your ever changing players wants needs and goals right so i i recently took a poll on my Instagram, which again, follow me on Instagram at GM Smudge, uh, different polls, uh, different uh, D&D content, funny, engaging, educational, etc. Um, but I asked people what their favorite aspect of D&D was, right? And over 70% said that it's the role play, social interactions. And if that's you, GM or player, then let's spice up our improv a bit and become D&D improv gurus by not improvising goals and instead improvise actions. So with that being said, I want to give you my top five goals that you can use as a jump off, a jump start uh, of goals for your antagonists, your enemies, villains, or characters in your game. And once again, you can fit these to be positive or negative, but for this, I'm going to fit them in from more of a antagonist perspective. So let's jump right in. Number one, reigning or reclaiming as a goal. This is the number one goal I've seen, whether it's in movies or watching D&D. It's all about power, desiring power that's not yet been experienced or experiencing it again after it's been taken away for whatever reason. And power is a great goal for a story because your actions that follow will revolve around doing whatever it takes to get that title or that position you desire. And again, for players and GMs, this is positive or negative. So it can fit to whoever, uh, whenever. And in my opinion, I love for an antagonist to have more of a um, reclaiming goal versus a reigning goal. Now, it provides a little bit more of this emotional support to the villain or the antagonist because there's a why to what led them to be dethroned in a way to then want to be throned again. There's a little bit more backstory for them, in my opinion. However, for an antagonist to desire to reign, it's still powerful in of itself because, you know, you can still think through what their motives are and why they were they're doing so. And when it comes to improv and improvising the actions for the villain, it, it becomes so clear. And it's fun because it could be wildcard decisions, it could be terrorism, it could be anger-fueled and chaos. But you don't have to limit yourself with just one set of actions. And again, this goal can play out moment by moment for your antagonist, which is exactly what I mean to improv actions and plan your goals for your character ahead of time. 
What's also so fun for a power-hungry antagonist, uh, a reigning or reclaiming goal-specific antagonist, uh, it usually comes with a weak spot. And that could be helpful for your players to learn about, understand, and use as a means of finding a resolution to preventing the goals of that antagonist from, you know, actually happening. Uh, an example of this would sort of be kind of like Sauron, who rules the land of Mordor and has the ambition of ruling the whole uh, Middle-earth taking the seat as ruling king overall, right? And uh, I mean, another fun example of of a reigning or reclaiming is, <laughs> this is kind of funny to me, is like I was thinking through this, this is the Lion King with Scar, uh, obviously, uh, spoilers here, is killing his brother to become king, right? But that weak spot for sure is their arrogance. It's their belief in themselves so much, which can cause them to not be so careful with their plans or actions because they believe it's going to end in their favor. So if that's something that you're like, man, I really would love to beef up my antagonist with a specific goal, I think reigning or reclaiming is really fun. You just have to answer a couple questions of how and why they got dethroned if they're reclaiming or reigning, if they're, you know, the question of why do they care? So that's just a couple questions to add extra in there. Uh, second one, second goal here is recruit or rescue. Uh, this may be kind of more of a sub goal that supports their main goal. However, it can be large enough to be the main actionable goal for a majority of your story up until the antagonist uh, actually accomplishes that said goal or not. And this goal is a really, um, it's really coming to fruition in the back end while the players are doing their thing. So you might not be making a lot of decisions in this scenario because the villain is attempting to gather support in the background. But what's interesting about this goal is that it can actually involve the players a bit more in light of offering them to join in, join into the suffering, I don't know what it is, whatever your game is about, and maybe even using blackmail or other things connected to the player's backstory to make them feel like they need to participate. But be careful because you don't need to allow the players to decide if they, you know, want to join in a way that makes them feel forced to do it. Or obviously, if they find a different solution, then you need to let them succeed on doing that. So don't force your players to, you know, if they're if you're trying to blackmail them and their characters to do something, uh, still give them the option to choose and and create your stories uh, well enough so it's not limiting to them. So recruiting as a goal, or probably better yet, a sub goal, is around persuasion. So making your villains revolved around that would be probably like really interesting, especially if the antagonists recruit people that the players love or care about or care for, or would be shocked to see betray them. And same goes for rescuing as a goal. You just need to answer why is the antagonist needing to rescue or bring back someone, and then what are they being used for? Make sense? Um, an example of this is in my head is like Anakin in Star Wars of him processing and constantly thinking through allowing the dark side to overcome him, which even better, this could be even more of a backstory rather than a main goal for your antagonist. Again, something to think about as well. Um, an interesting weak spot though, for this particular type of villain or antagonist or character, uh, looking to gather an army or gather something, recruit someone, rescue someone, whatever, is that they become blind to who they actually recruit and become more susceptible to allowing in those that may cause them to fail, which is really an interesting weak spot if you allow the players to see into that or if they figure it out themselves. 
themselves. So when you use recruit as a main goal for your antagonist uh, or mostly a sub goal, make sure that you include a tier or a hierarchy or sub antagonist list that are joining the fight, but make sure you don't add like 10 or more because, or and then whatever makes sense to your story, just don't add a lot because it's going to get too confusing and messy to juggle that as a GM. And then for players, they're kind of going to be like, well, then who is the main antagonist? Who is the main BBEG here? Um, so, you know, they should have a central antagonist, but, you know, whoever they're recruiting and that then gets sent to the players to fight as mini bosses or whatever in certain ways, whether the story needs it or not, just make sure you don't add too many, but still know your tier, your hierarchy, etc. Number three, revenge. Now, revenge as a goal that's it's fairly used a lot in stories and in D&D, but what I find with revenge is that it's usually more of a character goal versus it being the antagonist goal. And with that being said, I think setting up revenge as a core goal for your antagonist could be really strong for gameplay, for the plot, and then um, whatever decisions you can think of. But at its core, revenge implies that someone experienced like a wrongful act of sorts to them and therefore must undo that wrong or that said person must pay the price of their infliction. So to help plot this goal out, you'll need to generate what was the wrongdoing, what, where it happened, who was involved or any bystanders and why it happened. And this could be so exciting to think through and play out as an antagonist um, when it comes to revenge uh, for the antagonist versus how a player plays out you know, for revenge. And I had this idea for a campaign and I think it'd be really hard to accomplish, but I just, I think it's really sticky and I think it's really fun because you really can't plot this out too much. But the idea is that depending on what the characters do in the beginning of your campaign, they generate the antagonist for the story and the antagonist is out for revenge against the players. And this would require, I think, long form storytelling, whether that is one main campaign that lasts you know, dozens and dozens of sessions, maybe 50 plus, or a certain campaign that happened with the characters and they created the antagonist there that then generates to another campaign that they do the next one with different players or different characters. And it just carries over similar to like a care, a, a critical role situation a bit if you're following them. But what's so interesting for me in this idea is to watch the players either deny or come to grips where with their involvement of creating the antagonist, similar to like, uh, like Age of Ultron with Wanda and Pietro Maximoff, you know, seeing that they were, you know, the whole situation with their home and yada, yada, yada and just uh, exploding and then it being about Tony Stark and then they, it you know, Tony Stark has this internal conflict, blah, blah, blah. Just think it's really interesting. Um, but for an antagonist or a character to have revenge, you do need to identify what's the moment of pain they're looking to fight or kill or destroy for. Now that moment of, of pain is the catalyst for the rest of their actions moving forward. So you're kind of picking a goal and central action for this one a bit, but that's still going to set you up for success as a whole for your game and then game to game uh, for each session. Uh, an interesting example of this type of goal is in, again, spoilers, three, two, one, for lore, uh, Thor, Love, and Thunder. Lore. Thor, Love, and Thunder with God the, Gord the God Butcher. Jeez, what names? This is crazy. <laughs> Looking to kill... Again, spoiler alert, it's all the gods due to his daughter dying. 
Now, his main central goal was revenge, but his central action and sub-goal was to kill specific gods in his way and get to eternity in hopes of bringing his daughter back. Now, there's a, in a weakness within revenge and with all this, and same thing with in Thor, Love, and Thunder, is that the weak spot comes from revenge equals tunnel vision. They cannot get out of the pain that they feel, and a need to accomplish their goal gets in the way of missing details or sloppy mistakes or whatever, but it just becomes a tunnel vision and they can't see the full picture properly because of their pain or of their emotion. So in making an antagonist with revenge as their main goal, make sure to allow this weakness to be exposed because it would be really fun for your players as well. It gives them the upper hand in some way, shape, or form. Number four, restoration or fixing a problem. So in this in this goal particularly, where the antagonist believes that they are fixing the problem, right? They're restoring whatever was before as it would be in the present. Now, my second campaign that I ran, 50 plus sessions, um, it had this main central goal to restore the present day by bringing in and re the re old age of demons. So it's like literally like bringing a time and age back to into the present. So there's a lot of nuance there, somewhat of a time travel-y thing, but it was literally a, a spell or a summoning of an age of a time to the present to then fix the and undo a little bit of how people um, and magic and rulers and kingdoms quote-unquote, made toxic decisions in the world and is, in their mind, making it more tainted uh, by their lives, by how they make decisions. Anyway, not to bore you with that. You have to, though, make sure that the antagonists truly believe the problem they're fixing is worthy of being fixed and their method of fixing it is the only way. Again, perfect example is Thanos. The problem is that resources will grow scarce and the fall of all is imminent, you know, so if you could then kill half of all living creatures, it can push the end, you know, off by millennia or forever. And he will do so at whatever it takes to accomplish it. Now, an antagonist with this goal seeks complete completion. Um, it can be chaotic. It can be holy and righteous. It can be whatever, you know, kind of theme you would like it to be. But if you want to make it interesting, you need to make this a morally gray situation so that the players feel the tug of it, so that they have an internal dialogue themselves or with one another, whether or not they take the side of their antagonists or where, you know, it, it becomes just a really interesting internal conflict or external conflict really too. Now, there are a couple interesting weak spots for this goal. I think number one is that if they don't get buy-in from others, then they will not have the potential to accomplish what they want, meaning kind of like whoever has the masses will win, hypothetically. And weakness number two is that reasoning isn't going to work. Therefore, you know that anything and all things, when it comes to uh, revealing the truth, will not work within you know, just helping them see what's good or what's what's true, which in the end then probably means wiping them out of the picture. But how do you do that? Again, comes to you and your party and your story. And then when it came to Thanos, his weakness was seeking out items that others could seek out as well and use against him. So it became this, you know, who's in control of the gauntlet will actually win. 
So make sure you just answer, as we're going through this, you just answer a couple questions, but in all of these questions, they're going to help you set yourself up for success and really bridge the gap of your story within your players and their backstories and the overarching actions that you can then improv in your game. Now, lastly, the last one is reveal. And if I'm being honest, I think this is my favorite goal for a villain because it's not innately negative. It's It depends on who or what information is being revealed. And that's why it's so hard to pinpoint a weakness for an antagonist here with this. But the weakness will come from their actions and overall plan, not in their personality or their narrow thinking or reasoning or anything directly in who they are, but it will probably and potentially come from like how they attempt to accomplish their goal. A couple aspects of, of revealing would be like to reveal the dark quote unquote truths behind something like how magic actually works in the world. And you'll need to allow the players to see what was true for ages was actually a lie so that the players can potentially see through the antagonist's eyes. So whether it's, again, the how magic actually works and this antagonist shares to the world, no, this is it. this is the truth. That's been a lie and here's why, which is what makes everyone kind of go, wait a second, the people that have been leading us who we trust have now said they're liars? Like, uh, now what do we do? A good example of revealing as a goal was, I think, of Doctor Strange, in that the revealing of truth was in that the Ancient One was using magic from the Dark Dimension. Now, that's not the main motive for the villain to do that in that movie, but it was a great motivator for the antagonist, or excuse me, the protagonist, to rethink things and have some internal conflict themselves, which then caused tensions on the in the team and then you know an, one of the quote unquote righteous uh people that followed that individual uh Baron Mordo following the ancient one becomes a antagonist themselves like i think that's so interesting whether or not that, that could happen to your characters or your player that's neither here nor there it just could be something that's really interesting all this though for reveal as a goal is to have, like reveal something that might be true or reveal something that may actually be a lie uh, in this in and of itself it's not impossible it's just got i think it's a little more difficult overall and it'll take a lot more work behind the scenes um so if that's going to be you think through it a lot think through all the different why questions and and how it then it's going to potentially play out instead of kind of improvise only actions you may need to kind of pinpoint a little bit of the decisions throughout the the campaign and in, in the story just in case uh things go sideways <laughs> but all in all here i hope this week you can start developing better stories in your game by just building some goals for your characters and your antagonists. Already having the why created will help you answer the how questions, whether you're improving or not. And if you're already in a game, add the goal now and get it locked in. Like if you're already playing, get this goal set up for your antagonist, get this set up goal for your characters. And if you're having trouble with this, message me at GM Smudge on Instagram. I'd love to be able to support you, help you. Doing that with people right now, it's literally a joy. It's so much fun and it's going to help help you put to practice better storytelling for your games and, and add more value. Um, but do me a favor as well like subscribe hit the bell if you're on youtube follow on spotify and apple podcasts so that you can get notified each week when every episode drops 
And please do me a favor, share this with a party member that um, either passively who isn't doing a good job with this or overall with someone that is uh, doing their best and they're trying to lock some things down for their story and just to make it better. And comment below, what's your process in creating goals for your character or your antagonist or your villains? Uh, what troubles are you having or are there any other central goal types that I didn't hit on that we could add to this list? And then lastly, make sure to add value to your game so that your game becomes more memorable. See you later.